What's up, babes? It is May, the month to celebrate our moms. It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Koro is a Crush. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coro is a Crush. I'm Neek Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop providing premium high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. So we're celebrating Mother's Day this month, and I brought back the Just Women series. So today's episode is inspired by Mother's Day, which is coming up this Sunday. Y'all know that motherhood is a beautiful, wonderful thing that can bring so much joy and also so much stress. Motherhood is no joke. It can be difficult to find time for yourself when you're busy taking care of others. It can be overwhelming at times, but it's also one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do in life. And if you're not sure whether motherhood is for you, or if you're having trouble with it, or if you just feel like something's missing from your life, I've got some tips for what might be going on and how to fix it. First of all, are you getting enough sleep? That's probably not what's making you feel like something is missing from your life but it could still be affecting how you feel about it. Getting enough sleep means that both your body and mind are getting the rest they need to function at their best. When that doesn't happen, everything else starts falling apart. And eventually, so will your relationship with your family. So make sure that they get their rest too. Set a bedtime schedule that works for everyone in the house, including yourself, even if it means going to bed earlier than usual. Next, let's talk about meal planning. Meal planning is essential if you want to get dinner on the table every night. And trust me, if you don't want to eat cold cereal every night for dinner like I did in college, then meal planning is definitely something you need. But even though meal planning can seem overwhelming at first, there are plenty of tools out there that makes it easier for you. For example, one of my favorites is MyFitnessPal. It has an easy interface where you can put in what ingredients are in the food items, and it will tell you how much each ingredient will cost and how many calories are in the dish. It also tells you how much protein, carbs, and fat are in each dish, which is great if you're trying to watch what kind of foods go into your body or just want to know how many calories you're taking in every day. But you know how it goes. Your whole life is about taking care of other people and making sure they're happy. It's exhausting. I get it. But there are some things you can do to make that life easier so you can focus on what really matters, the people in your life who need you. Number one, delegate when possible. If you have help from other family members, consider asking them to take over some tasks for you. Or if there's a service that does it for you, like laundry or meal prep, go for it. You deserve a break. Number two, make time for yourself every day. 
even if it's just 15 minutes, even if it's just to sit outside with a cup of tea and listen to the birds sing, whatever works for you and makes you feel like yourself again, take the time to do it. Number three, get organized. The best way to stay on top of everything is by being prepared ahead of time or as much as possible. Make a list, set reminders on your phone, find someone else who can remind you when things need done, whatever works for you. Or number four, you can go and purchase my book, I Choose Me, 30 Days of Self-Love, where you can take the time and learn how to do guided journaling. Inside the book, you receive affirmations, scriptures and or different prayers. And you also get inspiration from me directly. It will feel like a one-on-one -on -one session with me all the whole way through. It's a 30 day challenge for you to take and it is very, very helpful. I've had number of people tell me online in my reviews as well as in person how my book has definitely changed their lives. So definitely check out I Choose Me, 30 Days of Self-Love, which is on my website. And if you want the hardcover copy, go to amazon.com, type in the search engine, I Choose Me by Neek Austin, and it will pull up for you. To kick off this month, today's guest was on episode nine talking about her brand. But today we're gonna to talk about the joys of motherhood. Please welcome back, Miss Akola Edwards from Bell Loren Cosmetics. Hello, Coro babes. Hey, hey, I'm so glad that you made your comeback. You told me that you would love to be back on the show again. And when I needed a filler, girl, you came through. Yeah, I really needed a filler this week. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad to be back. I was so excited uh, from my last interview. I couldn't wait to get back on. Well, let me go on and tell you now to everybody, um, episode nine is our highest rated episode. So, and that is your episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far, we have had 30 listen, 30 um, plays on that episode alone. So I am like amazed that, you know, what it is that we can do and what we can accomplish together. So I'm yeah. super excited about that. It is still my, it is still my highest um, played episode. So it's still running number one after all these weeks. Nothing, okay. has, nothing has came off of it yet. Well, that's probably because I still be sharing that link. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, continue to keep sharing the link. I don't want you to do it. Uh, my little tap link that I have set up that specific episode. Go listen to. <laughs> I'm glad because my thing is continue to keep sharing. I mean, just because you joined the podcast at one time, that does not mean that you just stop, you know, after the week has passed. No, you keep going because we're on a mission here. We're on a mission to bring people together to believe in the power of self-care, especially my women. This is why we brought back the Just Women series so we can um, talk about our moms as well as us being moms and those who we know as moms, you know, whether you're a mom, a grandma, a pet mom, a stepmom like myself. I mean, I mean I'm a mom and a stepmom, so <laughs> I'm both. But in my, um, in my household, we don't say step. My daughter says that I'm her bonus mom, but in actuality, I'm the only mom that she knows. Right. And so she she don't call me mom. She don't call me mom. 
and I told her whenever you're ready to go forth and do so. Now my son, he does call my husband dad, but when he is really, really mad at him, he call out the government. <laughs> that sound like my household. <laughs> when he is mad at his dad, he will call. He calls out the full government. The, he calls out the birth certificate name. <laughs> And I sit here and I say to myself, the things that I do to my husband, I really need to stop doing it because they are doing everything, everything. that I do. <laughs> exactly as you do it. They are oh doing it. Because I be, I be wanting to choke my son to death because he be doing that. But I'm like, well, Nick, if you stop doing it, maybe they'll stop doing it because he's only doing what he sees. I'm like, oh. I like my husband when I'm mad day with him, then my daughter catch the attitude. He's like, well, maybe if you ain't catching the attitude, she gonna get one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got enough across by because both of y'all Aries. See, <laughs> in my household, I'm the Aquarius, my husband is the Scorpio, my daughter's the Taurus, and my son is a Leo. Oh, you got all the mixtures. <laughs> yeah. But the crazy part is, we all fit. Astrology, through the astrology, we all fit. Um, with the Aquarius and Leo, they are best friends. The Scorpio and the Taurus are best friends. Um, Aquarians and Tauruses don't get along. That's why me and my daughter bump heads. Scorpios and Leos don't get along. That's why they bump heads. But all in all, within the astrology realm, we all fit because we are all, I don't know what signs we are. I think we're all water signs. So we all fit together, <laughs> no matter what. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. But I tell my family, I tell my children, this is how I get to know who you are. So I don't yeah. get any surprises. And that's how I got to know my husband. So I knew that if I wanted to marry him, am I able to deal with certain attributes that he has in the long run? So, and vice versa for me. So it, it worked out perfectly. Now my daughter, she don't believe in astrology. Her point is it's the devil. And I'm like, if it was the devil, God wouldn't have brought it here. There's yeah. a reason why he brought in astrology. You have people that worship it as another religion. I don't worship it as another religion. I use it so I know how to deal with your personality. Right. Other than me and you work. Yeah. That's what I use it for. And other than that, Mm -mm. That's it. <laughs> that's it and that's all. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be an Aquarius, but it also helps people to learn how to deal with me as well. Because I am a peculiar person. So the way I operate may not fit in other people's circles, and that's okay. But if they was to study who I am, then they will understand why I do the things that I do. And I, yeah. that's what I try to do for everybody else. So, yeah, what y'all be talking about when y'all birthdays is, if I ever ask you when is your birthday, I'm asking for a reason. I'm only asking, right, I'm only asking is because I want to make sure that my aura aligns with yours. And if it does, we're good. If it don't, I know how to deal with you. Right. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. Um, I got a couple of questions for you. All righty, and we will be right back. Let's go on and get our sponsors out of the way. All right, and we are back. 
So Akola, I got 10 questions for you. And uh, today's topic, I don't even think I said today's topic. Lord, where's my manners? Today's topic is the joys of motherhood. So we are actually going to kick back and we're going to talk about the joys of motherhood, the ups and downs of motherhood, and how we are learning how to balance our careers and families while still being a mom and wearing so many hats. All right. So my first question for you is this. What are some of the joys of being a mom? The joys of being a mom for me are just those special moments of like when my uh, son, he'll just come up to me all of a sudden and say, I love you, mom. And just the affection that they give and you're looking at them growing up right before your eyes and you see just a little bit of your personality in each and every one of them. Right. I just, I look back and I laugh at that because I used to tease my mom about a lot of things and I see personally for myself now, you know, with being a mom. I do too. I talk to my mom, not every day, but maybe like twice a week, if that. And I tell her some of the things that I see my son doing and I'm just like, you know, mom, I know I put you through this, but did I ever do this? And I'm like, she'll tell me, well, see, you know, you did this, that, and the third, and this is how I got this, this is how I got that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't ask you to go all in on me. I just asked you a mere question. <laughs> I didn't ask you to go all in because you want to remember, I asked you a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, my joys of being a mom is the fact that I am able to give birth when others are not able to do it. And even though I've only gave birth once that actually came to life, I just enjoy watching, like you said, watching them grow up, watching my son grow up, watching my daughter grow up. I met my daughter when she was six, so I've been in her life forever. And just to see, just to remember where they were at when they were five and six, to yeah. see where they are blossoming to now that my son is um, will be 15 and my daughter will be 16 this upcoming Monday. It's amazing the the, um, the different things that they have experienced, the different changes that they have gone through and everything and watching them physically grow up, watching their minds expand. It's just amazing to me and I'm like, Jesus, slow down the time. <laughs> I memories pop up on my timeline for Facebook of my oldest daughter and I just busted into a room and she was like, Mama, really? <laughs> well, I was like, you can't just, you know, stop growing for a minute, look. Right, yeah, my husband did the same thing. He was on Facebook, saw a memory come through. I said, what's wrong with you? I don't know, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, Brenda! <laughs> And I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll be like, I'll be like, and my daughter, she just hates it. I'll be like, oh my God. Yeah, my daughter can't stand it either. I'll be just looking at him like, seriously, dude. It is not that serious. They're getting older, they're growing up. And yeah. I just love it because not all of us are able to experience that. You know, right. when my daughter's mom, she lost her life. And um, when she was uh, almost two years old. So my daughter really doesn't know who her mom is, but because she has a great relationship with her mom's family, she is starting to take on a lot of the things that they do. But I did not realize how much of an inspiration I was to her because now she's starting to do everything that I do. And a lot of her personality is now mine. <laughs> so 
I, I'm just amazed, you know, with us being stepmoms, we have to realize that when you have been in a child's life as long as we have um, in ours, it's always amazing to see exactly how the children that you didn't even give birth to turned out to act so much like you, like you gave birth to them. I mean, if you was to see my daughter and son, you would think they, that you would think that they are twins because they look so much alike. They yeah. both got glasses. My son is a little bit lighter than her, but it's the, it's just the small things. I like the small moments that count. Like, my, like you said about how your son comes out the room and tells you that he loves you. My son does the same thing, but the only problem is when my son does it, he wants something. <laughs> That's the problem. He yeah, wants eventually something. I'll turn into that when he gets older. But for now, it's just cute and innocent. <laughs> it ain't cute. It was cute and innocent when he was young. It is not cute and innocent at the age of fourteen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so my <laughs> so my next question for you is this. What is the most joyous experience you've had as a parent so far? Oh my gosh, so many. So, um, I've had four living, I have four living and two deceased. Um, and I think the most joyous moment that I still remember um, was when my daughter, my oldest daughter, I was pregnant with my twins and I was in labor in the car. And my daughter made sure I got into the hospital. She helped me get in the hospital. Didn't know how to drive. Helped me park the car and everything because she was just that concerned about me. And I, I and I always keep that in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, I know if anything happened to me, my daughter has me. That's I right. mean, made sure I was taken care of. Um, from the time we parked in that parking lot to getting help from me and everything. And I didn't even realize her maturity level until that day happened. Cause I was, I was like, she was like, you're not, no, you're not going by yourself. I'm coming with you. <laughs> and she was just prepared and she was ready. And I'm like, she, she really showed me another side of her that day. And, it, and it's always stuck with me about her. Right, right. I, I can relate. Um, my husband went to Atlanta to be with my cousins. And this was August last year. And it's the first time he's ever missed our son's birthday. And he was gonna miss it this year, but I told him you needed a break because with him being an educator, they catch the hell more than any um more than anybody else in any any in any other industry. So I told him, hey, go to Atlanta, have fun, we'll be fine. And my daughter came home and it was just me her and my son and it was so strange because my husband and I have never been separated that far apart before the most was when we were in a long distance relationship and he was literally just an hour and a half away from me but to be 10 hours away from me it was the weirdest feeling ever but what my daughter did was she she bonded with me and normally my daughter doesn't bond with me because she, it's just in her genes to not be like that. But this time, I just saw a total difference in my daughter. She bonded with me, she talked to me, she stayed up with me when I was waiting on my husband to come home from the um, bus station. They got stuck, 
in Dinwiddie County here in Virginia. And instead of her going to bed, she stayed up as long as she could until she got the message from me that he was on the way back to Richmond. And it was just an experience that I always remember and treasure. She literally is the road dog. Like, she'll go with me places faster than my son will. Right. I treasured that because that was the one time that we was able to bond without him being around. I mean, we have bonded before. I've taken her out for her birthday. But something about that experience, because he was literally so far away, was the one thing that I treasured the most. So I thought that was really, really dope of her and everything. All right. So my next question, it may come off as a little offensive, but I'm not being offensive because everybody has their reasons. What is the reason why that you chose to have children? It actually chose me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was the type of child back in the day. I don't want no children. I keep them as long as I can send them back. And it didn't happen that way. Um, my oldest kids, uh, their dad, uh, we were high school sweethearts and we were actually married at one time and and then it just happened. <laughs> it chose me. <laughs> I don't regret it, but it, it, it chose me. <laughs> I was the same way. I you never say that, but that's why I tell my daughter that all the time. She's like, I ain't having nothing with you. My daughter what you say. My daughter saying the same thing. She was like, I don't want no children. They smell like mud. I'm like, what? What kids smell like mud? I don't know children that smell like mud unless they play in it. Right. Well, kids, they smell like mud. I said, well, you know what? I tell you what, are you going to get married? She said, I don't know if I want to get married yet. I didn't tell you get married now. I just asked, is it something part of Yeah, in the future. <laughs> she said, yeah, but I don't see myself having children. She said, the pain that y'all go through, that's too much on my body. I can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah. I said the same thing. And up to Daisy, here comes Jay. Right. <laughs> but for me, I wanted to have... I was stupid. I'm going to tell you how stupid I was. I wanted to have children by my son's father so I can say that I was the first woman to actually tie him down. Oh I my was goodness. stupid. <laughs> I was stupid. Because <laughs> it didn't tie him down. As you can see, I married somebody else. Right. I was stupid. <laughs> That's a big misconception by a lot of women saying that, you know, they think a baby's going to keep the man and it doesn't, no. sometimes it drives them apart. And what happened for us, it drove us apart. Like, he yeah. wanted the child, yes. With me, yes. But he wouldn't stop being with other people. I was ready to settle down and get married. He didn't want that. So I was forced to move on as opposed to this is what we agreed to. We're going to move on and go our separate race. So I, I, I was forced because he called me and told me that it was over and hung up the phone. And I haven't talked to him since then. That's kind of almost the same scenario with um, me and my two oldest kids. Um, it, if they have children, it changes the whole dynamic of our relationship. Um, even after being married, I mean, like, it didn't change anything. We still stepped outside of the relationship and still did you so right after you know enough 
for being enough, I was like, let's just cut our ties. And that's that. <laughs> and that's how that goes. And that's exactly how it goes. But I wish more women, I agree. I wish more women would understand that forcing a man to have children with you is not going to keep him there. Tying them down by not moving when they tell you to get up is not going to keep them there. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, so don't ask me what am I talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're not dumb. Um, it's just it's just that when a man says that they are ready to have children, they already know in their mind who they want to have a child by. Yeah. There is no, uh, well, can we... Can we figure out, you know, where did we go wrong and stuff like that? No, they already know exactly who they want to have a child by. And that's just the end of it. Now, you have some that says oopsie daisy. Like my, um, like my husband with his daughter's mom. They did want children. But it was an oopsie daisy because they didn't, because he didn't want them at the time that she had it. But he's grateful because it made him a better man just like my son made me a better um, woman. In retrospect, you know, to being a mom, he made me a better mother. So, oh yeah, I, I totally agree. So yeah. tell me, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? I have to say, it'll be just having that companionship um, from someone that you gave birth to, you know? It's times when I just enjoy just being around them when they're not driving me nuts. And just watching a movie and just having that companionship from them. Um, I've gotten so used to being a mom, it just feels weird not to even have them around me sometimes. I could be here all day saying, ooh, I'm glad you're gone. But I truly be missing them. <laughs> I miss that. That's you, I don't. That's you, I don't. Sometimes, sometimes. I can't say that. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you why. Um, at the end of the day, I know who I am. I know that I like my peace. And so when they go to school, I get my peace. Now, I'm going to tell you, I had a fit when the virus showed up. And they had to stay home. It was bad. You're invading my privacy. Yeah. So the constant arguing between all four of us was there, but we learned how to adjust. And then after that, it was okay. I was good with it. Now, with them going back to school, girl, I shot it all across this house when they had to go back in that building. I did too. I did a whole few tacos. <laughs> Man, I was going shout. I that when someone's sick and have to stay uh, at home. Uh, yeah, now I'm back to the mom duties of when my yeah when my children get sick and they got to stay home. I'm like, okay, they normally go in their room, close the door, and it's like they're not even here. They call yeah. me, leave me, and we just go forth from that. But uh, my favorite thing about being a mom when I was pregnant with my son, I was I communicated with my son by talking to him and doing activities and stuff like that. And it's like, like I've said on one of my episodes, my prior episodes, you know, your children can hear you through the room. They cannot respond, but they can respond to you by either kicking you or by um, a constant motion, movement. Right. So I established a bond early on with my son, even before he was born. Yeah. He came out into the world. It was always me and him. 
because I ended up being a statistic. I ended up being a single parent and that's not what I wanted my life to be about. But becoming a single parent, I think was needed for me because I've always learned how to depend on other people. And this time I had someone to depend on me. On you, yeah. And the selfishness went out the window and I had to Definitely. Definitely. I had to learn how to do things for myself. I had to learn how to take care of an actual child instead of me acting like the child. So yeah. those were one of my favorite things about being a mom. So it definitely that- makes you uh, mature and grow up because I was a baby and I had to learn how not to be selfish anymore. It wasn't about me. See, I was an only child. I, I'm used to being uh, where I get my way. And I, for the most part, I still can if I try. <laughs> I really had to grow up. Yeah, see, I'm an an only child for my mom. So with that being said, everything was handed to me. I was very selfish, didn't have to share. And when my son came into the world, um, instead of being a mom, I ended up being like a sister to him in my head. And I don't think a lot of people can say that or I don't know whether or not they can relate to that but other than that it's like I enjoy it I really do so we talked about our favorite things about being a mom what is the hardest thing about being a mom for me it's finding yes because My hands are octagon. I got eight different hands because I'm trying to prioritize these for my kids. Prioritize for each and every one of them. You know, it's everyone has their own needs and wants and wants that attention here. One wants that attention there. And then I can categorize my husband as another child because he's a kid himself wanting his time. So it's like, when is the time for me? You know, and and that's been like my biggest issue, like a lot this year, been able to find time for myself because I I get so worn out. Like my daughter had something going on with her with her teeth, and it was just like this week, this weekend went by such a blur because it was all about her, her her pain, me taking care of her, and I still have to take care of the house. You know, my husband helps as much as he can, but. I mean, I got to do it like a woman does it. So right. Right. <laughs> I still had to do everything almost. And it's just like exhausting at times. Like I still feel tired. <laughs> I understand. I think the hardest thing right now about me being a mom is after the car accident that we had on January 3rd last year, my husband is not able to do things like he used to. So now everything is on you. I don't complain about it because when I wasn't able to do last year because of my weight loss surgery, he had to do everything. But what I did was I talked to my kids before my surgery and told them, look, I can't do it all for you. You're gonna have to help your father out. I don't wanna hear your mouth. Just say yes, ma'am, and keep pushing. Because he has to do everything to help me out. So all I'm asking y'all to do is make sure you do your chores. Don't give him no slack. If you actually do something, just go ahead and do it. Don't give him no opinion, no response. Just go ahead and do it. 
And so now that the tables have turned, now everything is on me. And I'm like, I can do this by myself. I can do this, this, and this. No, I don't need your help. I'm good. Because it, it, the only reason why is because I know I like things to be a certain way. Right. I think that's all mom. We like things to be done a certain way. So right. keep doing it. That's the way I'm doing it. With my husband, he he's so precious. Even though he's walking with a cane, he is still trying to do things like he's like he's been doing it. And I have to tell him, no, we got it. And it breaks his heart to the point that he cries about it because he's not in a position where he can help me. Right. And the fact that he doesn't want me to do everything, he feels like it may be taking his manhood away. So I have to let him do things, even with the pain, even though I be sitting here looking at the table like, you sure you don't need no help? And he'll be like, nah, I got it. You sit over there. You got things to do with Coro. You do that. You do that. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I see you over there struggling, but I tell you what. You fall and hit that floor, I'm gonna laugh at you and then I'm gonna go on over there and help you out because I told you to let me do it. And it was one time he took a fall, I stood over his body like, are you done yet? <laughs> I know it's rude, but I'm like, yo, are you done? You gonna let me help you now? Okay then. So I was able to help him out and now I'm just doing everything. I don't have no complaints about it. I don't. Yeah. Because what I can't do, I get the kids to do. And they are at an age where they got to learn how to do things for themselves anyway. If they're talking about leaving the house and living on their own, oh yeah, let's get you prepared because you got to right. Especially my son, his in, his intention is to stay home, but he doesn't want to be in the house. He wants to have like a, a mother-in-law suite, but detached from the house. He doesn't want to destroy it. He wants to detach so it can feel like his own place. Right. That's a that's a dope idea. I said, I ain't got a problem with that. So now we're preparing him, showing him what he needs to do, how to do this, that, and the third, and everything. And for the most part, my kids are real good kids. I mean, yeah, they get on my nerves. What children don't get on their parents' nerves? But right. for the most part, they're, they're really good kids. Anything I ask them to do, they get it done. They get it done. All righty. So I'm going to skip around with these questions. And let's see. My next question for you is this. What is your favorite activity to do with your kids? I like to um, take my kids to, um, there's a place down here uh, called uh, the Main Event. And they have like laser tag and all all that kind of stuff like bowling and all that out here. And we can just interact as a family. And then they have like a separate area where you can go eat at. And we just all eat. And that's just our time to bond together as a family. Okay. I think I heard of the main event. I think I heard of that place before. I don't know if we have one here in Virginia. But I remember, I I know I've heard that place before. Unless I'm talking about hair. (laughs) My bad. It might be hair I've heard about. (laughs) I've heard that name before. Yeah. I think it's it's a brand name of hair. I it's think possible. it's possible. Yeah. With, with so many businesses out here, I don't put it past nobody. But yeah. my favorite thing to do with my kids is to play video games with them. And because we all get into it, it'd be so hype in here. You would think we we in here killing each other. I mean, when we play, um, when my husband and them play Call of Duty, and I don't know how to play Call of Duty. 
they do. So I sit back and watch them play while I'm in the kitchen cooking or I'm in, I'm doing something. And they be hollering and screaming. I be laughing at them. They be funny. But when all of us play Mortal Kombat, it is a war against war. Oh my God. <laughs> It'll be my husband versus my son and my daughter. And I mean, we go toe to toe playing Mortal Kombat. So that's what we like to do. We are straight, um, we're straight computer geeks. Every last one of us are. And so when it comes to that technology and playing video games, we are straight gamers. It's, it's ridiculous what we are. So oh, that's one of the fun things we like to do. Oh, and we also do comic cons together. You heard of, heard of, you heard of comic con, right? No. Uh-huh. Okay. So a comic con is an event that is hosted every year in certain areas in the United States where adults and children get to dress up and wear their favorite comic book character. Okay. So we participate in comic cons because my husband and I, we are big time comic book heads. So what we do is we're trying to introduce, you know, comic books to our children. And that's when the Marvel Universe comes in, the DC Comics come in. And I mean, we go all in. Like when the newest movie come out before pandemic, we was at the movies. After pandemic, we are sitting in this house and we are literally having a discussion and the analyzation about what is going on in these movies and trying to figure out how they all connect and comparing it to the comic books. When I say that we geeks, yes, we are. <laughs> and for my son, I'm glad that he's into it because the first book that he was able to read was a comic book. That's how he got started reading. And so I tried to make sure that we keep him, you know, lined up with comic books so he can read them and everything. And now this child loves comic books to where he wants to be a comic book artist. I'm looking forward to actually seeing how all of that's going to come about. But that's how we all spend time together. Well, that's our favorite activity. All right. So with us both being business owners, the one thing that we always um, have a problem with is learning how to balance our time with our families and our careers. So can you tell me, do you have any tips on how to keep the balance of family and career? Scheduling. Do you have a certain type of... Um, I, I wasn't big on that at first. Um, but definitely, it, it really is helpful because you tend to overwhelm yourself with, oh, I got to do this for my business. I need to do this for the kids. I need to do this for myself. So if you ever need prioritizing to a schedule it makes life much more simple and easy i've even gotten to the point where i utilize my phone a little more better uh with reminders because i will forget <laughs> <laughs> and i'll have that reminder go off i even have to set a reminder for time to eat <laughs> hey then you gotta do what you gotta do you got to do what you Look. gotta do Cause I gotta take my medicine and stuff. So I'm like, okay, look, if I'm gonna get this done and get it done right, it's better to have time management and everything, uh, trying to run a business and having a family. Because once those kids and your spouse gets home, it's all about them. Absolutely, absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, one of the tips that I can actually give to keep the balance of family and career, my children work for me. So that's how we balance family and career because my son, he wants to know my business. 
So with my son, he has different things that he needs to do. My daughter is my PA, so she makes sure that if I need any supplies or anything, she makes sure that she leaves a note. This is what needs to be done. This is what we need to refill, things of that nature. But she also helps me out with designing some of the nail sets. So some of the nail sets that will be on the website, God knows when I slow down, <laughs> y'all will actually get to see her work. The girl is amazing. So I'm super excited about it. She actually debuted her nail sets at the last vendor show that I was at last month. And one of her nail sets sold, so I was super excited for her. And I asked her, if you need any nail sets this weekend, I'll sell them for you. Do you you think you're gonna get anything done? She said, no. <laughs> it's my birthday weekend, no. I'm like, fool, you know that if you make money, you got money for your birthday, duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Lord. So she ain't getting it. Lord help her, she ain't getting it. But my son, he pitches fits when it's time for him to work. But at the end of the day, that's how we, and it's not just my kids. My husband also works for me as well. Y'all may have heard, I know y'all heard me talk about this all the time. But my whole entire family works for me. So everybody has something that we all do and everybody helps one another out and we all figure out different strategies on how to produce our items faster and things of that nature. But it's all of us bonding together, but this is how we bond. It's how we keep the balance going. We just, they all work for me. And so when I sit down with them and tell them, this is what we got to do, this, that, and the third, they are interested, they want to learn it. And my thing is, hey, we all for it. So that's how we keep the balance in family Well, that's good. You know, make it a family affair. <laughs> Absolutely. It, to the point, everybody got a shirt. Name on the back. Everybody has a shirt. And nobody complains when we go to these vendor shows. The only thing they may complain about is staying up the night before. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, let's see. We got three more questions to go. All right. So um, speak, we're still talking about keeping the balance of family and career. How does your kids seeing you work affect them? really bother my oldest kids as much as my smaller kids because like sometimes what I have to do for my business runs in a time when they're at home or something I need to go back on and complete because I didn't get to finish it while they were gone and that cuts into their time so they're busting in the room trying to get my attention it aggravates me aggravates them because they're not getting mama's attention so does interfere sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I should have asked that question first to lead up to any tips, but I, you know, I just didn't even think about that. But um, for me, for my kids to see me work, it doesn't affect them. It actually shows them that they can do anything that they can do. I think what our what my um, tribe needs to know is that they um, if they don't know, my children are teenagers getting ready to become adults. And Akola's children, she has two that are adults and two that are babies. So with that being said, for my children, it, it puts them in the mindset where they know that, number one, they get to see me work from home. Number two, they get to understand that running a business is extremely hard. But at the same time, 
they don't have to answer to nobody but themselves and those customers or clients. So right. my daughter, her thing is now she wants to have her own business and she wants to she wants to have her own art business where she creates um, canvases and utilizing paint because that's what she loves to do. And I told her, do it. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. My husband, he has his own business called Geeks and Greeks where he creates wooded, wooden, um, custom wooden frames, not frames, but wreaths. And he also creates um, gifts for the Greek fraternities and sororities. So my children see him doing his business. They see me doing my business. And it just inspires them to wanting to have their own business. Yeah, it does. It, it kind of motivates my husband. He's like, I kind of need to do that myself and work for myself. <laughs> I said, well, just find something you love and go with it. Don't question it. Act on it. That's and right. Do it. That's right. You know, I've been trying to show my daughter the independence of being, you know, my own boss and stuff like that. You know, make my own money. I don't have to answer to nobody. And, you know, if she, she I had an interest in doing lip gloss and I was trying to show her it. And I was like, well, why don't you try to get your own little lip gloss business going? I, I've seen so many young uh, teenagers doing that, and they're actually doing good, you know. Yes, Start making your own money now and save it. And she's at that point, well, I don't know. So maybe that light bulb will come on soon because she sure wants a lot, but don't want it. <laughs> you got to do it to get it. Who you telling? That's just children in general. Children. But I can honestly say, when I was a child, I wanted to work and have my own money. My husband, we have these conversations all the time. My husband said the same thing. He wanted to work and have his own money to the point that my husband is an artist. So he would tell me that his hustle was that in school, he would draw pictures for the students and sell them for a quarter. I said, a quarter? <laughs> I'd have sold it for five dollars. As extremely talented that he is, you selling your pictures for a quarter. He said, I didn't know back then. I was young and dumb. I, I didn't know. I just wanted somebody to pay me some attention. I said, see, that's the problem right there. Right. That's the problem right there. You so neglected. <laughs> All right. We're, getting, we're coming on down to our next two questions. What are the most important things you've learned as a parent? so many things um number one like I said uh, I have kids that you know me so I really had to learn how to just grow up to me as an adult um it's different when you have your mom taking care of you and bills are being paid and you can blow all your money you know that was like my biggest struggle when I was growing up as a parent I, I think with my two older kids I tell them we grew up together you know right. honestly uh, I faced homelessness so many times because I wasn't budgeting my money right. Right. You know, and my mom tried hard as a single parent to teach me life skills, but it was a lot of things I had to teach myself. Okay. You know, growing up and being a parent, you know, like, I've really learned a lot with my two older kids and just a lot of being there, how to be responsible and take care of bills and spending money and making sure that we have everything taken care of at home or I go out and splurge on nonsense and that was like my biggest thing back when I was growing up I used to like spend money on nonsense even to look at myself and be like what the heck did I do with all my money and I've always kept a good paying job 
that was one thing about me but I look back at my younger self I'll be like girl you're so stupid <laughs> I get it I say that to myself I was coins. like now nah, we struggle so much just to make an honest dollar so I'll be looking at myself like girl if I could go back to the younger and just grab her and shake her be like go put that money up and invest it somewhere or something I'm, I'm big on all that stuff now but you know like back then it just wasn't that light bulb wasn't registering the way it needed to register <laughs> it wasn't I'm gonna say that honestly you know I do tell my I told my daughter that the other day I was like we really I had to really grow up with y'all I did yeah I mean I understand one of the things I learned being a, a parent is that with my son having autism I have to learn I had to learn how to defend not just defend for him but I also had to learn how to talk for him because he's yeah. not in a position where he can talk for himself no matter how many times I, t- I tried to teach him he is now he's more vocal now than he was back then but to watch the people when we were going to the store watch their faces and trying my best not to get locked up because he wants to do what he wants to do and people want to interfere that was right. the hardest thing for me but that was one of the most important lessons I've had to learn I had to learn how to be humble yeah I, I already knew what patience was I had patience but I had to learn how to be humble and I, le- I had to learn how to be quick too because there'd be a lot of times where I want to say something I had to quickly take my tongue and I said mm-hmm. I want to say so that's one of the most important things that I learned as a as a parent. And I consider myself to be an autism mom because that's just what I am. We're an autism family. And it's all because of my son. And I'm just as happy as I want to be because as long as they're happy, I'm good. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we as moms, that's all we want for our children is to be happy. And we can't sit here and say, I, all I want is to happen. It's the best for you. And then turn around and get mad when they decide to do something that is not what we approve of. Right. Learn how to accept our children for everything that they are, whether or not they want to be gay, straight, all of the LGBTQPIA plus. We have we get all of that. We have to learn how to accept them and love them and love on them because we are the ones that gave birth to them. We are the ones that they, um, you know, emulate. We are the ones that they, that they will defend faster than they defend their father. Right. We, we defend us first. There right there. Oh, my, uh, my oldest son uh, started dating. <laughs> and he was so scared to tell me that his girlfriend was white. And I was like, well, what gives you the reasons to to not want to tell me that? You know, like, I'm not the type of parent that'll just disgrace you because of who you choose to be with. Right. You know, I'm I'm not one of those parents. Even if, you know, like you said, if my child woke up and said, oh, I'm lesbian or something like that, I'm not going to turn my back on them because they're still my child. That's right. You know, so I definitely look at that and I'm gonna still have to go through that <laughs> with three more <laughs> absolutely oh I definitely feel you on that one absolutely like my daughter she has a male friend that she really really likes my husband doesn't like it 
because okay. that's my daughter. Uh, you know, and that's the only child he had. My son is the only child I had. So his point is that's my baby girl, Lazay Blah. And I literally have to tell my husband, she's growing up, but yeah. she's a very intelligent girl. She is not going to put herself in a predicament that she doesn't think that we're not going to prove. So last night, she decided to test the waters uh -oh. and say to us, I want to go out with my friend, but... I want to go out by myself. I raised so much saying up in this house last night. If you'd have seen oh, it, if you was a fly on the wall, you'd have been looking at me like, Coro, I didn't even know you could talk like that. Oh, yeah. Catch me on the behind the scenes. I mean, behind, behind the scenes. <laughs> Catch me behind, behind the scenes. Behind the head. Be the fly on my wall in my house. You'll see exactly how we get down up in here. But I wasn't fussing at her. I wanted her to understand that we don't have a problem with her going out, but we don't know him. Yeah. And I'd rather get to know him than to allow my daughter to go out with a stranger because in my yeah. mind, he's a stranger. In my husband's mind, he's a stranger. Yep. So she was like, but I can have my cousin with me and she can be our chaperone and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's all fine and dandy, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. I don't mind you going out. I don't mind that your cousin wants to, you know, be a chaperone and drive y'all around and, you know, whatnot. I still don't know. Him. Your father don't know. Him. Your brother don't know. Him. We right. need to know him. I need to see who he looks like. Well, I know what he looks like. Did you hear anything I said? I said, I have to see what he looks like. I do, not you. Yes. Right. You go to school with him every day, but that is also what we call the government that you see every single day. I want to see how did this boy act outside of the prison. Yeah, yeah. Because like I told him last night, he may be a friend in the school, but he could be a serial rapist outside the prison. Exactly. So my husband was telling her the story of how we first met. I asked for my husband's social security number. And I paid $30 to run a background check on my husband. I was not playing. Oh, my goodness. Federal, state, and local. Sex um, uh, sex offender, all of it. I ran them all. Traffic, traffic tickets, felonies, and misdemeanors. I wanted to know everything about him because my thing was, if God sent this man into my life, I want to be sure that I know everything about him just like he wants to know everything about me. And so I did. And when I told him about it, I told him, you owe me $30. He said, for what? I said, because I ran a background check on you. That won't cheat. <laughs> he got offended. I don't care. Because if my son is going to be around you, I got to make sure that the person that's going to be is not going to do anything to hurt my child. It took me two years to leave my son in the same room with him. Yeah. I got to do what I got to do. Because I got to protect him. Nobody doing it but me. Exactly. So I went in straight mama bear mode on everybody when we first met. And we were talking about it last night, like I said, and he was sitting there looking at me all cross-eyed. I said, what? We nine years in now. We can maybe 10 years, June the 19th. And so I think we good now. But he was explaining to her that you don't have to take those necessary steps. But when you get older, 
you do want to keep in the back of your mind who it is that you're dealing with because there's too many crazies out here and with getting scarier and scarier to live you definitely have to do what you have to do see i was two steps ahead of the game before covid came out to run a background check on somebody because a lot of people don't even do that that was outside of my that was out of the box for me because i never done that before and yeah. I knew that if I ran a background check on this man, I knew this was the man I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And so be it. Here we are, 10 years later. So I don't recommend you don't have your daughters or sons doing that. So I'm just letting y'all know that's just what I did. But I was in my 20s. <laughs> I had a child to protect. Yeah. I, I'm still like that now. My daughter wants to spend the night at this that the third person. Like, I dropped off and I took a picture of the house. I took a picture of the license plate on that person cuz she like, mama, you do too much. I say, no, you better be glad I'm the type of mama that do too, this too much. Because exactly. it's, it's too much happening to our kids. Exactly. I'm like, my daughter is actually scared to ask me to go play some job because she know I'm going to do the most. No, just, I'm just protecting what's mine. Right. And we are and my husband is worse than that. Don't, don't talk about it being a boy. Because he'll be outside the tree, tell her, hang it from it. And he has all girls. Like, it's just my oldest son and my baby boy, but everybody else is a girl. He's like, y'all gonna give me a stroke because I got too many girls to surveillance. <laughs> See, my husband <laughs> thing is, my husband thing is, he wants to go purchase a gun, and I tell him, nah, you can't do that. Not with my son in the house, and he's autistic. Nah. Uh-uh, we can't have a gun. He said, then how am I supposed to protect my daughter? I said, Jay crazier than me. He got it. <laughs> He got it. And so my son will be there. My son, <laughs> when my son and daughter go at it, it is hilarious. Yo, it's like watching, it's like watching Martin and Gina when they was on Martin. <laughs> oh my goodness. They be going at it. They be going hard. So with my son, even though he's the baby, he is very overprotective of his sister. And so he'll be sitting there telling her, hey, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't want to hear nothing about you being in the bedroom with him. I don't want to hear nothing about you being alone with him. I don't want to hear nothing about him kissing on you or you touching him or he touching you because I'm going to tear it up when if something happens to you. I'm going off on that boy and I'm going to whip his tail until he dies. I'm telling you. And I'm like, dude. Oh and I thought I was the vicious one. <laughs> <laughs> you got you a mini you. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he is. And my, my husband looked at me. I said, yo, I thought them thoughts, but I never came out of my mouth and said it. <laughs> yeah. it, it showed up in your child. <laughs> it showed up in your child, right. But, you know, nonetheless, my son is very, very patient. He's, his whole point is, I don't want to lose any of my family members. And I understand yeah. that. And you yeah. supposed, and as siblings, you're supposed to go hard for each other. I mean, yeah, you go hard at each other, but you don't let nobody interrupt that circle. So that's the main thing that I try to make sure that I instill inside of my children. You know, y'all can argue until the cows come home, but you don't let nobody break up that circle. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way I was raised with my adopted brother and sister. I was the oldest. I was not allowed to let nobody mess with my brother and my sister. And I did not. We could tear each other's tail up all day. But you come for one of them, you got to come for all of us. There you go. So I make sure that I instill that in my children and everything. But uh, nonetheless, we have came to the last question of the day. How can people reach you if they wanted to order from you or follow you? Because we know you own a business, Bellarine Cosmetics. 
And so if they listen to, if y'all listen to episode nine, y'all know exactly what she sells because I'm not going to have her to repeat it unless she wants to, you know, for the newcomers that may have joined and followed and subscribed to us. But how can they reach out to you if they wanted to place an order? Well, definitely for the newcomers, um, I am a cosmetic and skincare brand. Um, you can reach me on, on Instagram at Belle, which is B-E-L underscore Lauren, L-A-R-E-N-N underscore cosmetics, or on Facebook at Bellarin Cosmetics. Uh, my website is www.bellarincosmetics.com. And... You can find me on those two platforms the most. Um, I do have others, but those are the two main ones that I'm actively on 24-7. <laughs> All right. And do you have any Mother's Day sales that you would like to share? Mother's Day, we uh, will be ending our sale on this Friday. Uh, we have 20 25% off of selected items, um, which is mostly like our um, in-care eyelashes and... Uh, what else is it? Uh, Lord Jesus. Um, the perfume, the body mist. Those are 25% off. Okay. All right. And I know for us here at Cold Road, we are also still running our Mother's Day sale, which actually comes to an end on this Thursday, May the 5th at 11.59 p.m. Check out My the anniversary. Oh, that's your anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, happy anniversary. Happy early anniversary to you. Yay. Cinco de Mayo levels. <laughs> yeah, the Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> but yeah, we're running the Mother's Day sale as well. 25% off on the Mother's Day collection, which includes all of my personal nails, as well as my lip glosses, the gift sets. Um, we even got Mother's Day t-shirts. So make sure that y'all check that out as well. And um, again, that sale will end on May the 5th at 11.59 p.m. And I'm actually going to leave y'all with some closing remarks. I just wanted to take a second to wish you all, as well as you, Ms. Akola, a happy Mother's Day. Motherhood is one of the most exciting, rewarding, and challenging experiences someone can have is full of joys and triumphs as well as frustrations and endless sleepless nights but at the end of the day it's always worth it to see your child grow into their own person with their own set of interests and thoughts to all the moms out there you are amazing even if you're not a mother we hope you take some time today to thank the moms in your life for all they do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to breathe breath as we live to see another day that you have given us. Lord, I ask for you to touch Akola and just continue to keep blessing her in her business and continue to praise her and give her the strength and encouragement that she needs to know that she is one of the greatest moms out here in this world and continue to um, touch those people out in Ukraine. We are still in the midst of a war. Continue to bless our soldiers here and there, Father, those who are helping out, as well as those soldiers over there for them to be able to fight for their freedom. Continue to keep blessing my podcast, Father, for me to be able to reach your people who listen to my voice. 
through my voice, they are able to hear what it is that is being said, that it comes from you through, to the, through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank y'all so much for joining me on this episode today of Koro is a Crush. On next week, we do have another guest host that will be joining us talking about motherhood for the Just Women series. Again, I am your girl, Neek Austin, and our special guest host, Nicola Edwards of Bella Ren Cosmetics. We are here to say sign that we're just signing out, and we will talk to y'all later on next week. Y'all take care, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the world. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Coro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.